Hello everyone and welcome back to the Derm of the Day podcast. My name is Caden. This is going to be episode 4. In this episode, we will discuss several inflammatory dermatoses, including atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema, and allergic contact dermatitis, as well as an associated condition with one of these that can come up and kind of associated with an infectious etiology as well. So let's begin here. So I'm going to start with some clinical vignettes, and this will hopefully allow you to, you know, start to think in terms of how some of these exams that you take are going to ask questions about these different conditions. Um, After I present the vignette for each condition, I'll give you a couple seconds to think, and in this time, I hope you can first kind of come up with a differential diagnosis And then after you kind of hone in, maybe some keywords, some buzz phrases, key you into a specific um, diagnosis over some other diagnoses that you may be thinking of, then you can start to think to yourself about the cause, kind of the underlying mechanism, the clinical presentation, how you diagnose this condition, and then finally treatment for each condition. And this kind of format is hopefully going to be how I set up um, other episodes of the podcast for other derm conditions as well. So let's begin. Say you have a seven-year-old male that presents with his parents to the dermatologist's office complaining of itchiness and a rash that he's had for several weeks. The parents state that the rash seems to get colder in the winter months. It's December currently. They deny any recent changes in his soap, in any laundry detergent, and he has not been outside hiking recently. The child's father has a history of asthma. And on physical exam, you see erythematous papulovesicular lesions located in the antecubital fossa. All right. So I'll give you a couple seconds to think. Come up with your differential. Then after you have kind of a differential diagnosis, start to think about the underlying cause, mechanism, common clinical presentation for this disease, as well as how you diagnose and treat this condition. All right, so this is atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema. Okay, and some key words or buzz phrases that should have clued you in in the question stem are going to be the fact that the condition is worse with colder weather. A major one is that the child's father has a history of asthma. Okay, asthma, as you know, is part of the atopic triad. Okay. 
All right, so that's a big one. And then also the description of the lesions and specifically the location for these lesions, the antecubital fossa, that is ultra high yield to know for atopic dermatitis or eczema. Okay, so that's kind of discussing our question stem a little bit. Then moving on to some more information about eczema that you need to know. So the underlying cause in most cases is going to be a defect or mutation in the filaggrin gene, which results in kind of a defective skin barrier. And like we said, there is close association with a family or personal history of other atopic conditions. So um, asthma, allergic rhinitis, and the other one is not coming to me off the top of my head, but kind of allergic atopic conditions. Oh, atopic dermatitis is the third one. All right. So watch out for a history of atopy atopic conditions, and that should clue you into atopic dermatitis or eczema. All right, and then the underlying mechanism is a type 1 hypersensitivity reaction. This is a reaction that is mediated by IgE, okay? That's very high yield for tests, type 1 hypersensitivity reaction, IgE, and that goes for all the atopic conditions, um, so if you get a question stem and some of the lab values include elevated IgE, that can also clue you in to atopic dermatitis or eczema. All right. Common clinical presentation of eczema. You're going to most commonly see itchy or pruritic vesicles, papules, and plaques. So going back to the macroscopic term, episode we did last episode, I believe, knowing kind of those descriptors and getting an image in your head is very important to do. And then clinically, atopic dermatitis differs in infants, which are children less than two years old, then children greater than two years old, and adults. So knowing these age group cutoffs can be important because the presentation is slightly different. So for infants, again, less than two years old, you're going to hear buzzwords such as weeping. All right. It's more commonly going to affect the face of infants and the extensor surfaces. So infants less than two years old, weeping rash affecting the face and extensor surfaces. Children, which are greater than two years old to 18 years old, it's going to be more of a dry, scaly rather than weeping rash. And then commonly you will see the antecubital fossa, which is kind of the front elbow region, so to speak. And it's going to be more flexural surfaces as compared to extensors with younger children. All right. And then adults, obviously greater than 18 years old, that's also going to affect the antecubital fossa and flexural surfaces. And then a difference between children and adults. Children, more commonly, uh, you'll see eczema affecting the neck, and adults can commonly affect the hands. 
All right. And let's see, moving on to diagnosis of atopic dermatitis. The um, diagnosis can be made clinically through obtaining a thorough history and also a thorough physical exam. Treatment for atopic dermatitis. The goals of that are obviously this is infl- an inflammatory dermatosis, so you want to decrease inflammation as much as possible. It's itchy. Um, these, you know, children and adults are scratching at this, which can exacerbate or make the lesions worse. So you want to kind of prevent itchiness as much as possible. And then the skin is also uh, dry, so you need to moisturize the skin. All right, so for flares of eczema, you're going to do topical corticosteroids, okay, and then you can also use calcineurin inhibitors for children and adults. For the itching associated with eczema, you can do an antihistamine, okay, and then for the dry skin, you're obviously going to you know, moisturize, so topical emollients, avoid any triggers such as uh, excessive cold, excessive heat, and abrasive uh, new soaps, harsh chemicals, things of that nature. Okay, so that is eczema, looking out for a history of atopic conditions, um, atopic dermatitis, allergic rhinitis, and I don't know why I can't think of that third one, but atopic conditions, okay, that can either be a personal or family history, very high yield. Um, That's a type 1 hypersensitivity reaction going to be linked to IgE, also due to a filaggrin gene mutation, and then knowing the differences in presentation between infants, children, and adults. Okay, so atopic dermatitis or eczema. Now, we're going to present the next clinical case here. So, we have a Okay, we have a 7-year-old male. He has a history of eczema which has been treated in the past using hydrocortisone cream. He is now presenting with his parents for a fever as well as rash. And then with the rash, you see grouped vesicular lesions. Okay, seven-year-old male, history of eczema, currently, or it's been treated in the past with hydrocortisone cream successfully. He now is having new onset fever and rash. And then on physical exam, you see grouped vesicular lesions. So, this condition is obviously associated with eczema, okay, and the keys in this stem are fever and then grouped vesicular lesions in a patient with a history of atopic dermatitis. So, this condition is known as eczema herpeticum. Basically, due to the defective skin barrier, Uh, From the filaggrin gene mutation with eczema, the skin becomes more susceptible to various infections, and one of the more common is herpes simplex virus, HSV, 1 and 2 infection. So basically, if a patient with atopic dermatitis or eczema 
um, presents with new fever in grouped vesicular lesions. That's going to be eczema herpeticum. All right, and it's key with this to treat as soon as possible with acyclovir, and that can be oral or IV. All right, moving on to the next clinical vignette. You have a 22-year-old female presenting with rash on her left arm. The rash is intensely pruritic, appearing three days ago after hiking on physical exam, there are several erythematous papules and vesicles extending linearly down her right dorsal forearm. All right, so rash following hiking trip and linear distribution. So this is going to be allergic contact dermatitis and the keys to kind of you in that direction for this one are going to be the outdoor history, hiking. Um, it'll be in areas where, you know, poison ivy is common, so kind of forest areas. Um, it'll often be a patient that's hiking, something of that nature. And then the key with this one is the distribution of the rash is going to be in a pattern of the contact that occurred. Okay, so as she was walking, she scraped her arm against um, poison ivy or whatever, and that was in a linear pattern. So now the rash is appearing in that same linear pattern that the contact with the irritant um, occurred. Okay, so discussing the details of contact dermatitis, common causes are nickel poison ivy, neomycin, which is a topical antibiotic ointment, as well as various cosmetics, makeups, latex, gloves can do it. All right. And the underlying cause of this is type 4 hypersensitive, hypersensitivity reaction, right? Remember, eczema was a type 1 IgE-mediated hypersensitivity. Allergic contact dermatitis is a type 4 hypersensitivity. And that's going to be known as a delayed type hypersensitivity, which is mediated by T-cells. All right. Clinically, we already talked about this a little bit. You're going to have an itchy rash or puritis, and it's going to be in the distribution that the contact occurred. Oftentimes on test questions, I've seen this described as linear. So keep an eye out for linear distribution of, you know, itchy rash, and that will clue you into contact dermatitis. So for diagnosis, again, this is just based on a thorough history and physical. If you need to, you can do kind of allergy patch testing to differentiate this from other causes. And then to treat this, you're going to obviously want to treat the itching. So antihistamines, again, steer clear of whatever caused the dermatitis in the first place. So if you went hiking in a forest with poison ivy, obviously stay away from poison ivy. And then to decrease inflammation, you're going to want some type of topical corticosteroid, such as hydrocortisone. Okay, so allergic contact dermatitis 
key in the history and physical is going to be obviously contact with an irritant. All right. The buzzwords you want to keep in mind are going to be linear rash. All right. And then type four hypersensitivity, it's delayed mediated by T cells. Okay. So that is atopic dermatitis, bonus eczema herpeticum, and allergic contact dermatitis that we covered in this podcast. Hopefully this information is helpful to you. Um, If you have any questions, feel free to reach out and best of luck. Mm